It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, welcome to the latest edition of Off The Leash on RSN 927. Our social media as well, with thanks to Greyhound Racing Victoria, you're with Andrew Hughes. All roads do lead to Sandown this week, or maybe just Lightwood Road, of course, as you make your way to what is going to be one of the highlights of Greyhound Racing this year. And joining us to have a chat about that and more, Molly Haynes and George Ferruja. How are you both? Are you excited? Oh, it's hard not to be, really. Yeah, huge night at Sandown. Probably the second biggest uh, behind the Melbourne Cup. Three big group ones and uh, we get to see Batman go around. That's always a good day when Batman's running around. <laughs> that there is. Now there's $250,000 on offer. So like we mentioned, it's the richest staying race for greyhounds. So it does hold, I suppose, you know, quite high high regard around, you know, around the traps. And um, I just think Tornado Tears, he was phenomenal returning from the pad injury. He It was just so nice to, to hear Robbie, you know, how positive he was and saying that there's improvement in the dog after this race. That's what got me. Yeah, look, he was always a greyhound. Just quickly, I mean, people might not uh, recognise this all the time, but he did race at about 500, 600 grams over his usual racing weight. So maybe that's where Robbie thinks there might be a little bit of improvement. I think he might strip a little bit fitter for the run. Never been beaten at Sandown over 715 metres. Um, Hasn't won from this box, though. No, and he's got, some, he's got some challenges and he's got some... Yeah, well, I mean, Ella Enchanted could not have been more impressive on her debut over 715 metres. I mean, she didn't even have things her own way, Molly, early, and to run that time was just incredible. See, I felt like a little bit of a fool heading into this one because I thought, look, I, I know how good Ella Enchanted is, but I was like, maybe she's not going to run the 700 metre out yep. just yet. No question marks on Jamie and Brooke. Nothing like that. I just thought, haven't seen her over 700 in a long time. I think she only had the one start over 700 heading into this. Yeah, she did. She was in a group uh, final at the, at the Meadows, yeah, and she sort of didn't run it out. Um, but Jamie has said all along, to his credit, that she thought uh, that she'd be a lot fitter this time and she's more seasoned and... When Poco Dorado went four or five lengths in front of her, I said, well, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, she probably, uh, there was a 10-length turnaround after with a lap to go, really. I mean, she, she blew her away at the end. It was an incredible victory. And the one fly in the ointment for me with Tornado Tears is that he just does not want to leave the fence. So yeah. box six is really the only thing, I think, that stands in his way of winning back-to-back Sandown Cup finals. Absolutely. And, look, I went to the footy with um, Brooke and Jamie Ennis on... Oh, Saturday. I think no, Saturday or Sunday. I forget which day it was, but I tell you what, you you couldn't wipe the smiles off their face. They they know how special this little dog is, and I think yep. they're glad that everyone else can see it at the moment because she certainly put any question marks to bed. Um, oh, what was her time? I had it written down here. Forty-one fifty-four. Like. So Ella. less than three lengths slow. Oh, it was it was incredible. It was it was a really really good effort, and we all know she can begin a little bit better. Um, I think the greyhound drawing her inside Bago bye bye does like to look for the fence a little bit too. Um, yeah, she's she's in this up to her ears. There's no doubt, but she faces a once in a generation stayer um, in Tornado Tears, as we said, who is an absolute champion. If he wins, uh, Molly pushes his prize money. Past $800,000, well over $800,000 on his way to what people think is just a fait accompli that he wins over a million. That's not an easy thing to do, but he's certainly heading in the right direction. He's also looking to become the sixth greyhound to win multiple Sandown Cups. I think it's the sixth or the fifth greyhound to win multiple Sandown Cups. That is a huge effort. Winning it last year was a great effort. It's one of those nights I I just didn't forget, talking to Robbie after that, and I think the smile on his face, and I think... 
Oh, I mean, we knew how good Tornado Tears was back then, but now you just think a year on, and if he can do it again, I'm just very much looking forward to being trackside and witnessing, you know, what can happen. Yeah, it'll be fantastic. Of course, Poco Dorado, um, she does have this Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde persona um, compared to how she races in, in New South Wales to, to Melbourne, but um, her effort was really nice. She's drawn box eight. She'll get an opportunity to, to find the top early or at least be in the, in the leading bunch. And Bago Bye Bye, of course, we've seen him through the Australian Cup series. Um, I thought he really gutsed it out nicely to win his heat as well. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it would be rude, rude of us not to mention John Finn and his three efforts, all from the same litter, two times twice, Blue Moon Rising, Poco Dorado. Huge effort. And look, these dogs can run, but like you mentioned, Poco Dorado, she's just... When she comes over here, it's just she just doesn't seem to like Victoria, unfortunately. Blue Moon Rising has won a 700 group race over here at the Meadows. Um, did he beat Tornado Tears or Tornado Tears wasn't in it? Yeah, yeah, beat him for sure, yeah. Um, look, she she ran 41.97 Poco Dorado when jumping on the bunny. Yeah, that still, it's not the true indication of her ability. I mean, she's a 41.60 greyhound on what she runs at, at Wentworth Park. Uh, Blue Moon Rising has been absolutely outstanding. How about the record of these greyhounds? Poco Dorado's won 30 races, two times twice has won 22, and Blue Moon Rising's won 20. I mean, it is one of the best litters we've seen in the last five to ten years, no doubt. Imagine if you had picked up one of those for your syndicates, George. Yeah. <laughs> no, no pressure. No pressure, <laughs> yeah. It's not an easy thing to do, Molly, as you know. So are we tipping Tornado Tears at the short odds to uh, go towards what you say is a... F- um Photocomplete, very impressive use of the English language. I think that's the first uh, time we've had that term on off the leash. Photocomplete. All about first here. Will it be a yeah. first time he gets defeated at Sandown Park? Is that your Park? word of the day on your little um, calendar thing? Was that a word of the day? For no, you? absolutely. I, not. I can't don't have, imagine you no, coming. Well, is, is like Friday that. night a, a photocomplete for tornado <laughs> tears? Oh, I'm not sure about that. No, I'm not sure. Just because of his box draw, and I think that that chink in his armour where he has a reluctance to leave the fence. I think that's the only thing in his way. But I'm still tipping him on top because you can't stop champions. I think sometimes, and he's unbeaten uh, at the track and distance. Yeah. So where's the value, uh, Molly? And George, if it's not to be a quick start by Tornado Tears. Oh, I'd be really interesting to know what Ella Enchanted ends up when we're at the boxes. I, I would really, really be interested because I think she, uh, I... Th- I don't want to say there's going to be value for her because I don't know whether there will be value for her. I just I just don't know where it's how it's going to sway this way. I think they'll come in for her a little bit yeah. on the night. Um, I think if you're going to look for value, you might disagree, Molly. He's probably the two Bago bye-bye because I think he did it pretty hard in the, in the early stages of his races and he gutsed it out to win. I think, uh, as we've seen in the Australian Cup, I think he can get out and go, that greyhound, and really put some big splits on, yeah. um, whether he's going to be good enough to beat the other two. But uh, i tell you what, he's a special talent. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Let's move on to another of the features on Friday night. Molly, the Harrison Dawson over the 515. Yes, this is for male greyhounds. We had four heats run last week with the winners and second place getters making it through. But what a duel it was between Flynn and Orson Allen. Orson Allen came out on top. Flynn was almost there, but 29-14. What a run. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, watching from home, I, I thought Flynn would make some ground on, on Orson Allen. I, I think there was no doubt there. But you really have to hand it to Orson Allen um, because he had to put the afterburners on to get past Flynn. F- Flynn began actually really, really well, which he's starting to make a habit to, of doing. And I think yeah. that's what's going to propel him into Group 1 company, Flynn, because the ability is certainly there. But for a young greyhound like Flynn to get that close to Orson Allen was a tremendous effort. Um 
I think the fly in the ointment for Flynn again is that he's drawn the outside of Orson Allen, so he's going to have to find a way to get around him, especially if Orson Allen begins like we know he has been in the last uh, five to six months. And we've got um, one of Flynn's owners, Charlie Mayo, coming up on the show. I'm so excited to talk to him. He's been so excited to talk to us. It'll be good fun. <laughs> Absolutely good fun. Uh, looking forward to that. Of the other heat winners, Slingshot Hammer. Um, How about uh, the story behind this dog, though? Did you hear this? Jason Adams did a really good interview um, with Rob Camilleri after the race, and Slingshot Hammer had gone into, I don't know whether he had a start between his Wentworth Park fall and his Harrison Dawson yeah. heat win, but he had a fall at, at Wentworth Park, and all of a sudden he's you know pulled up phenomenal. He's working the place down, and he comes out and wins his um, Harrison Dawson heat, 29.32. Just might have put his back into place, they reckon. Had a, bit, a few back issues heading into the race, so um, might have just fixed it naturally. You don't usually hear about that, having a fall <laughs> and, and being better off injury-wise. But, I know. But he's always been a real big talent, hasn't he, Slingshot Hammer? Even before that, that fall in the Wentworth Park, his heat win at Wentworth Park was outstanding. We all know his ability. Sonachi came out in the heat and Slingshot Hammer became favourite and just uh, really just uh, toyed with his rivals. It was fantastic. The only issue with him is he's drawn box five. Mm. I know Orson Allen won't worry him because he'll be heading towards the fence. So maybe they, they don't think the box draws as bad uh, as it looks. And Southern Ripple, well, we all know his ability. He's gone yeah. to, like 2019s at uh, at Sandown Park. He's drawn box one. He does like to use a little bit of the track, though, but uh, that's going to be an incredible run to the first corner. Yeah, I, look, I really think so- Southern Ripple's a really good chance in this race. I think, uh, although we know how good Orson Allen is, uh, I just think box one with Southern Ripple is really, really going to work in his favour. Yeah, the only issue um, with Southern Ripple I've found is that he hasn't taken that big step to win these sort of races yet. Um, he obviously gets his opportunity here, but Orson Allen is tied and true in this in this sort of format, isn't he? I mean, Perth Cup winner, he's track record holder, he's won a couple of country cups, he's just a star. And I just love the way he's settling himself in the boxes. He's, yeah. His head's down, his feet are, are proper, and he just... Um, yeah, nine times out of ten he gets it right at the start. He's very much matured every start we've seen him and I feel like when I saw him as, uh, you know, a young dog on the scene, even before the races, he was a really, he just seemed to be a really silly dog. Almost, not silly, that's probably not the right word, but he just seemed very full on, very bullet a gate. Yeah, well, I think his form um, reflects that because he'd win and then he'd come sixth or seventh. Yep. It was either a, a great result or he didn't, didn't run in the top three. So, yeah, I think it took him about 15 starts to work out what the hell was going on yeah. and... He probably liked to crash a little bit too, and you know he still does like to look for the fence. But he's just a true professional now. But he's got a, a young heavyweight in Flynn uh, looking to demantle him, so it'll be very how, interesting. Flynn, how good is this dog? They broke Fernando Fernando Bale's track record over um, four hundred at Bendigo in his yeah. fifth, or fourth or fifth career, career start. Like Harry Manalitsis has done such a great dog with this job. Yeah. Uh, dog with this job. Yeah. Job with this dog. Word of the day. <laughs> um, you're right. And so how uh, uh, rare is it to get a greyhound with that speed to break Fernando's record yeah. and then show the strength he did on Thursday night? I mean, yeah. his run home time that would have been outstanding. That surprised me. I yeah. feel silly that that surprised me. I thought his run home times when he was running provincially, he was always going to run 500 metres. Yeah. You know, but um, he seems to be getting stronger and stronger. All right, let's move on to the Sapphire Crown for the girls. I must say there's no guarantees in any race that the best will get through, but we've got some terrific recent 
winners of features in this lineup for the Sapphire Crown, uh, Molly? Yes, yeah, so Sail Cup winner Neo Cleo, she was the fastest qualifier for her new trainer, Robbie Britton. She went 29-23. Golden Easter Egg winner Zipping Bailey, she won her heat in 29-53. And I spoke to Camo on Friday after the heat and he just he doesn't see how there's not going to be improvement in what she can do um, at Sandown on Friday night. Yeah, he thought that she sort of felt her way around the track. I mean, it was her first look at Sandown for a very long time. Um uh, look, uh, she was she was fantastic. Really interesting this race, Molly. I don't know how you you see it. There's so much early speed drawn uh, closer to the fence with Poise and Militant Spirit and Crimson Vixen. They can all split at low yep. five seconds. And then you've got Robbie Britton, who's put the absolute polish on Neo Cleo. Yeah. She is racing in career best form again. I, mean, I know she's a Sale Cup winner. She switches distances really, really well. But the way she shanghaied out last. Uh, Last Thursday, if she does that again, she'll be incredibly hard to beat. If you were just watching her heat, you'd go, she wins the final, no yeah. doubt. But just in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking she just doesn't come out that good all the time. No, and th- and there's going to be challenges to the first corner this yeah. time, whereas last week she had it her own way. But, I mean, on ability, she's as good as zipping, but they, they're both two terrific dogs. Militant Spirit, Crimson Vixen, their theory, their, uh, sorry, query is going to be the last 50 metres, isn't it? I mean, they've yeah. got extreme speed. Crimson Vixen's probably the sneaky one for me because yeah. she's got so much speed. Her run in that Warnable Cup was outstanding. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And there's Mapunga Frankie as well in box one. I um, You messaged me after, what was it, Friday morning. I put a story out on Thursday about M- um, Mapunga Mia. And um, I, I put the mocker on... Um, Circle, Circle of, of dreams. dreams, and um, James wasn't very happy with me. But look, what'll be, what'll be, will be, and you know what she's done for breeding, and what Barry's done for breeding with this Mapunga line is just phenomenal. So it'd be, it'd be great to see the dog do well. But I'm, I just, I'm just not sure whether. Well, her, yeah, I mean, to have a, a finalist in the Sapphire Crown and one in the Harrison Dawson exactly. from the same litter is outstanding. There's a couple like that. There's Heidi Grow Seek. She was runner-up last year to Elevated in the Sapphire. She's got her litter brother in Go Seek Fernando. Yeah, and Neo, Neo Cleo, Cleo yeah. is, has got um, Blackjack, Blackjack Neo, Neo mm-hmm. in the Harrison Dawson. So it's funny how it all works out. Yeah, it's RSN nine two sevens off the leash. Coming up uh, shortly, special guest on off the leash, Charlie Mio, who has uh, an ownership in a greyhound that's flying, of course, in uh, Flynn. But uh, let's just talk briefly about the Longwood Cup. We might have just talked about the huge prize money and features on offer at the Sandown uh, meeting coming up. But there's a great love of coursing. It's thriving. And Molly, on the weekend pass, we had one of the features in the Longwood Cup. We sure did. And one of my favourite greyhounds, Bees on Fire, claimed the Longwood Cup. He's trained by Warrigal committeeman Mark Johnson. He used to be trained by Jeff Britton out in Anarchy, but... Mark Johnson's decision to take this dog coursing has been a, you know an absolute great one. Bees on Fire's owned we've we've had we've told the story a couple of times on the show but Bees on Fire's owned by the Werribee Football Club and it was used as a kind of a team bonding experience to have have them all involved for past present um, current players as well as officials. So it's a great way for them to get involved. Yeah. But Bees on Fire actually defeated Waterloo Cup winner Bears Left in the Longwood Cup, so his third course of the day. Huge effort. And I've got a quote here that I got that I pulled off um, from Sean Lithgow. He put this online. He said, Bees on Fire will definitely be a contender in this year's Waterloo Cup. Bear Left is a very tough dog, and to get into a bumping duel with him and still come out on top shows not only class but real determination. Now, Sean Lithgow is, of course, the trainer 
manner of coursing royalty, Gotham Queen. So there's the Werribee Cup heading up, Waterloo Cup also coming up. I'm so excited as to what Bees on Fire can do. Yeah, good, uh, great little coursing meetings coming up and well done to Connections of Bees on Fire. I know there's a few of them and, uh, yeah, certainly got the job done. All right, let's uh, catch up with a special guest on the program to be involved in a uh, an exciting greyhound, I guess, is everyone's aim as an owner. And he was lucky enough to get involved in this greyhound called Flynn. We're talking about uh, Charlie Mio, the greyhound, of course, recently... Uh, breaking the great Fernando Bale's track record and joining us on Off the Leash to Chat to Molly and George is Charlie Mio. Welcome to the show, Charlie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good morning, uh, Charles, uh, young man. Uh, mate, um, first of all, congratulations for getting Flynn through to the uh, Group 1 final on Friday. Um, look, uh, owner-trainer at the time, Harry Amanalitsis, would have had a lot of people probably knocking on his door to try to get involved with this greyhound. What was it that um, impressed you about Flynn uh, to make the initial offer? Um, yeah, I've, I've known Harry for many years, and uh, just his, I think his fourth start, he ran a beautiful second come from nowhere and got knocked over. Just got beaten in a, um, I think it was a grade five final. And, um, yeah, just over the next couple of weeks, I thought about things and I made the call and he'd had substantial offers and really didn't want to sell. And a um, week and a half later, he rung me back and um, asked if I was serious. And, uh, yeah, things took off from there. Charlie, it's Molly here. I have to say I'm so excited to have you on because I've been so excited because you've been excited to be on the show. But what I really want to know is amongst all the offers that Harry would have received for this dog, why did he choose you? You of all people who wanted this dog. Tell me why, Charlie. Um, it, was quite, it was quite weird. I think we had, we had a lot in common with our... Um, Oh, with my mother having having cancer and uh, uh, Harry's family going through the same thing, and then yeah, we just um, we met and we spoke, and I met with Adine and Harry, and we we were coming from the same sort of area, and then yeah, we just clicked, and um, it was just uh, just meant to be, really. Uh, we named the um, the syndicate uh, just meant to. Be, uh, Actually, I'll Stand By You, which was a song I'd played at my dear mother's funeral. And, uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's been a whirlwind. I've sort of, I mean, to have majors and grade fives, but to be in a group one is, is um, a privilege, you know. It really is. Before uh, we get into Flynn's career, mate, he's uh, had a very, very good start to it. Uh, as we know, taking out the speed star and now one of the leading chances in a group one. There's a, a very special reason you decided to purchase Flynn. Are you able to talk us through that? Certainly, certainly, yeah. My um, my mother had a um, one-year battle with brain cancer. And um, with the help of family, I sort of I give up work and full-time cared with my father and with the help of aunties, uncles, brothers sister-in-laws um yeah we we cared after mum and uh thanks to charlie Tia, we operated you know twice on her and give her you know a good seven eight years of life and um we're indebted to him and uh another fellow dominic who helped us get to charlie and uh yeah um mum's sort of before she, her passing she basically said to me to live my life, to enjoy, and uh, 
And no, I hadn't been at the time. And then all of a sudden, um, this dog come up and uh, it's turned my life turned my life around for, for all the right reasons. Yeah. I can imagine, Charlie. Look, it must be a really special feeling to be able to watch a dog like Flynn with such talent go around knowing that your mum's played, you know, a really special role in making this dream a reality. Huge, yeah. My mum was my best friend. She was my rock and, um, you know, the the pain of losing a parent um, and your best friend is... uh, was really, really, uh, it was hard to cope with. But uh, when she said live life, I didn't think I'd be purchasing a dog at, at um, uh, this level. But uh, I think she's looking upstairs and saying, well, let's go, you know, and she's uh, riding Flynn all the way, which is fantastic. Well, it's been uh, one hell of a ride so far, uh, Charlie. He's had uh, 15 starts for eight wins. He's had a number of successes already. He uh, broke Fernando Bale's track record, which there's been some very good dogs go around Bendigo to think that he's the fastest must be real special. He took out the group-listed Ballarat Derby uh, against a very, very good field, and then he won the Group 3 Speed Star in 29.08. Is there one moment so far, there might be a big one on Friday, mind you, but is there one uh, so far that really stands out for you? Yeah, the, the the first start when he broke Fernando Bale's track record was just mind blowing. But um, Adam Dobbin done a um, article in the Greyhound Recorder, and to see my father, um, there's a picture of my father looking up with his hat in the air and smiling and, and happy was uh, that that was the most special moment because he he done it hard and uh, he's 78 and and uh, getting on. So to, to give him the pleasure of uh, watching it, I really, I really, uh, watching the dog go around and, and with a bit of success is, I think that's a special moment for me, you know. No, absolutely. And a, a moment I bet you just can't wait for is this Friday night, the Group 1, Harrison Dawson. Flynn ran one of probably the most impressive second placings to Orson Allen in the heats last week. Now, as an owner, how did it feel to watch him get so close to beating one of our best sprinters at the moment? It was surreal. It was um, it was surreal. Like, even in, in Maidens and... Group group races or grade races, you need luck. It doesn't matter where you are, but you also need a motor. And um, to see him nearly run down the best dog in Australia was um, unbelievable. And, and I was very proud, you know. And uh, hopefully this Friday night um, stays out of trouble. And um, the main thing is he doesn't get hurt and gets around well and... Uh, a win would be um, uh, the bar would be crowded, but a win would be a bonus. <laughs> yeah, I've heard uh, I've heard rumours going around, Charlie, about uh, you shouting the bar, and uh, that'll be a fantastic <laughs> effort. Now, mate, box seven in the Harrison Dawson final. Let's get serious for a second. He's uh, drawn the the black. What do you think of his chances? Of course, Orson Allen's drawn on his inside in box four. How do you see the the race panning out? There's a lot of pace inside, and. Um, he jumps and goes straight. He just needs a little bit of room early. Um, if he gets around that first turn without uh, too many problems, I think he'll be somewhere in the mix there, George. I think he's um, he's good enough to compete 
he's, he's just growing into a dog like 15 starts. So I think he's just just maturing into a nice dog. So hopefully, you know, he gets around that first bend and he, he's positioned uh, second or third. And I think you'll see the best of the dog on Friday. Good luck on Friday, Charlie. It's a terrific story, and let's hope it uh, continues to be. Thanks for taking the call. Much obliged, guys. You have a nice day. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. Charlie Mio there. Molly, you should try and get more guests on that are emotional and more passionate. Uh, I know. George has got tears streaming down his yeah, face at the moment. Quite, uh, oh no, it's good, good Blake Charlie. Yeah. I was smiling. I was sort of getting a tear in the eye. It was uh, almost like a soap opera in the space of ten minutes. It took us everywhere <laughs> yeah, that interview. Well, I know how much his family means to him, and uh, I've um, been able to to share big wins when my dad's been there too. And it's a special, special moment for him to do that. I, I'll tell you, uh, you wouldn't want to be there too close to them if uh, Flynn passes the line first. See, I'll that's tell you where what, I want to be. <laughs> yeah, just uh, have ear- earphones on like we've got at the moment because they would tear the house down. All right, we'll have to wait to see if the watchdog is uh, tipping Charlie's Greyhound. But how's the watchdog form service been going, George? Yeah, pretty good on, on uh, Ballarat on Monday. Six out of the 12 winners on Monday afternoon. Heart beats true for all the Melbourne's fans at $3.50. Jimmy Turbo at $3.00. Uh, so... As always, get the best Greyhound form and expert selections by downloading the Watchdog app today. Some of the best bets and uh, tab results. Uh, Molly, what have we got? There was 20000 put on at $1.55 on Zipping Lena at sale on Sunday. This was one in Best of the Night Time at $24.96. First start over the four forty as well. Now, there was also $10,000 put on at $4.80 for Knockabot at Bendigo on Wednesday last week. Now, that could have also, uh, you know, could have also gone into our round of applause. I mean, 10000 at $4.80, not bad. It's outstanding. 50000 uh, jumps in, a couple of round-the-world trips, uh, Moll, <laughs> for uh, you and James's next honeymoon. Uh, better luck next time. Uh, $20,000 at $1.70 on Kung Fu Hustle. That was at Ballarat on Wednesday. Uh, and 9000 at $2.10 on Speedstar, who ran second in that Cannonball Sprint uh, that was a very, very good race there. And Speedstar has been a tremendously talented greyhound, but just couldn't get the job done on Friday. Round of applause, as you mentioned. 500 at 14s on Blazon Buller at Shepparton on Monday. A couple of big results coming out of Shepparton the last couple of weeks. Exactly. We've mentioned quite a few litters this morning on the show regarding some of the feature races this week, but what is our litter of the week in this segment? Now, this one slipped past me somehow. Barsha Bale Pepperfied Litter. This was born in December last year. Now, the, the reason I am so shocked it slipped past me is because Pepperfied is a granddaughter to the great Miata. It's a surprise, something like this. <laughs> this is your favourite greyhound of all time or favourite damn line. I saw it and I was like, no. I couldn't have missed yeah. this. <laughs> now, this um, litter, there were seven pups, four dogs, and three females born in this litter, bred by Joseph Garner in Mapunga East. Now, Pepperfied raced in Western Australia over five and 600, which is two traits that I really, really look for in a broody. And like I mentioned, out of West on Bluebird, who is a sister to Miata, does it get any better than this? No, it doesn't. And just quickly, uh, <laughs> our d- daughter of Miata that Sandown purchased, Lock Freddie, the yeah. Kinlock Bray, she's retired and will be ready for motherhood soon. So can't Very wait nice. for that. That'll be the litter of the week. And we up. wrap it up with the game. 
Gap Dog of the Week, Molly? I've found a greyhound by the name of Stud. He's a five-year-old brindle male, and he raced under the name Still Just Under. He was a bit of a Hillsville specialist, and he actually had two, he went to Stud and had two litters, which is quite rare to see Stud dogs come through Gap. The girls tell me at Gap, though, he's gentle in nature, he's quiet, and he really enjoys just hanging out. He does, does love his food and playing with toys. So make sure if you're interested in having Stud in your home or just a greyhound in general, go to gap.grv.org.au. Make sure you get to Sandown for one of the big nights of greyhound racing, the RSN Sandown Cup night. Molly and George, enjoy Friday. Thanks for being with us with Off the Leash. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.